Good morning, and welcome, everybody, to the return of my podcast, Got Out Heart Wrestling. This is yours truly, Jamal Holmes, is back with this podcast. I set up a new schedule for the next two months from throughout the month of September and October. I'll be doing new episodes every Wednesday. That's the schedule follows. And like I said, here and there, I'll throw some bonus episodes in the I know I used to do them on a daily basis, and as a way I have it, but today, I will start doing that because I really don't want to get back and talk my wrestling with you guys. It's so much fun. I've been having a blast with this. I have the almost two year anniversary of my of my show being on the radio. You know, it's pretty pretty cool. You know, it's not really about podcast like. You know, two year anniversary coming up on October twenty fifth of this year and it's gonna be amazing. You know? But man, what have we last talked about? I think that was my prediction for the Money in the Bank 2022 preview event, which I was actually shocked to see Austin Theory win as a last-minute substitute. But, you know, we, we tended to watch the WWE a lot, and we see these monkey wrenches and swerves or surprises tended to mix here. And yeah, I guess that was another swerve they got with. But remember, that was right before Mr. Man announced his retirement back in August, right before a live episode of SmackDown that was supposed to, that actually had aired on live TV at the uh, TD Garden of Boston, and pretty, pretty, pretty cool show. And it really was. That was, um, I believe the second last match I had before SummerSlam, um, in a couple weeks from there. And it's been pretty amazing what we saw and leading up to SummerSlam. I mean, we're talking about SummerSlam. What a fucking show! Like that probably have been probably the most entertaining show since 2018 or 2019 at least. You know, so. It's been pretty amazing to see stuff like that. I mean, from Bianca and Becky opened the matchup, she probably won the best matches of the night, and the returns of um, Bailey, um, Eo Sky, who's not Eos Dry, and Dakota Kai. Oh my God, that was amazing to kind of see. And it's like those moments that you live for and watch for are going to be like the best. Pretty amazing moment. And that was only the first open match of the show. You know, and they back to each other and they face after that and excited for Bianca to take on this trio, you know, so it's been pretty amazing for the most part. And it's like the last match between Brock Lesnar and Long Run's actually standing. I mean, freaking Lesnar, man. Isn't it? it you got to really think about it. In this day and age, you see the past 20 years of how Brock has dominated that movie. You, you think you've seen it all until what he did. Some friend with that tractor trailer whatever the hell you want to call it, and lifting up one corner of the entire ring off the floor, and, oh, my God, numerous chair shots and interferences from the insults of Austin Theory almost catching one of these big, and really amazing. You know, you Paul Heyman got S5 to a table by Lesnar. Many shots with the chair, and he titled, you know what's title about himself to the head of Lesnar as well, and then finally had to stack up everything they could find nearby, the whole bloodline to get Lesnar to stay down for the time count and Roman Reigns retain the DLC Championship. It's probably one of the most chaotic fashions ever. But that was not what even made match better. Everything happened match so superb, but did you hear Michael Cole's commentary so passionate, you know, the way he yelled, he emphasized these phrases and sentences and just yells louder, like as if he was a part of the match, and so it was actually pretty good to see that. And surprising just to hear that side of a commentator. Because it's like commentators just say what they have to say because they're talking to my phone by the head of creators or whoever's in the growth position. Of course, you know, that's company policy, of course. But then when you see the broader context and just 
do you feel like that's actually them talking and not somebody telling them what to say on air, on commentary for that matter? And it's just pretty amazing to hear that passion out of Michael Cole in. You know, pretty amazing. It really was. So, Pat McAfee owes your commentary. There's never been a not that I don't watch why I enjoy Pat McAfee on commentary. I mean, hell, he's out of here himself. Remember, he wrestled at SummerSlam against Happy Corbin and won. He's been on one of the great performances, even better than performances on the theory at WrestleMania this past April. But, like, damn, can we say that Magic probably could be one of the most athletic non wrestling commentators, you know, ever? Like, that's fucking amazing, you know? And speaking of first, I'll admit, I wasn't a big Logan Paul fan. Aside from him, that, you know, came to WWE last year, you know, was on, who knows, the side of Kevin B. Sammy Zane, and he got stunned after that. And then he went away. Came out the early, but he knows what the Miz go against Mysterio, Ray and Dominic Mysterio. And, you know, if I was doing it, they get turned on by the Miz. It's like maybe you can't look at the break working people. So now that over a month ago, he signed a contract to be part of the WWE on the main roster, which is actually pretty cool, pretty surprising, you know? So, okay, most of all the scripts are basic. I don't know what they can do. It's very matching against the Miz. So, all these friends thought of. You know, Monkey Wrench is thrown in there. He overcame it all and put on an amazing performance and beat him as one, two, three. And I was actually shocked because I actually had thought, you know, you know, I think that's arrogant, but he's still one of the better wrestlers of the generation. You know, and this is going to have to for a little fall, but I was wrong. I was dead wrong, and I'm glad I was. This is things, you know? So, yeah. But damn, what a good match though. Old Buck actually entertained. I was wrong, but I think I may have jumped the gun with Logan Paul too quickly to the fact that I didn't know if all the special abilities he had proving himself as a wrestler. And I think he's going to get better from here on out. It's pretty fucking cool. You know? So it's pretty crazy. And then now they say, hey, you know, you know, they be trying to hire ourselves all of us are original from the fact that were originally released under the uh, can we say since the main regime or dominance? Something like that, I guess. But yeah, it's been pretty amazing. Like, people like bringing back Braun Strowman, Hit Row, um, um, Eosai Bailey, Dakota Kai, you know, among other great wrestlers, Dexter Loomis, of course. You know, it's been pretty, pretty fucking amazing. You know, I'm glad. I think that'd be the roster right now, that'd be the strongest in the performing. Now, more freely, what they can do. I mean, even less scripted promos. Pretty amazing. I heard there's new belts coming. Not something else yet, but probably will one day. And, you know, Russell doing their own thing. And it's just more fun. From the superstars aspects, they have seen that a lot more fun nowadays in the company. Just because there's a little bit more leeway in that there's more stuff they can do as opposed to other scripted stuff. You can now say wrestler and wrestling belts. In championship, you know, like, you know, that's pretty cool. You only want a few dollar band at that time, so yeah, we see less DQ rules, no weapons being brought into play, and make it look legitimate, you know. So it's pretty amazing, it's pretty cool, you know. Oh man, but geez, that's a lot of this stuff that I've been nowadays, you know. Let's talk about AEW. I think I can talk about that, yeah, at least. For the most part, <laughs> so, 
I take a little pause sometimes when they get together to talk about it. So I'm pretty sure the podcast and people and bloggers and internet journeys are talking about it as well. So we are going to get talking to it. And yes, I'm probably going to kick off with what happened after the press conference during the AW post show of All Out Sunday night, December 4th. So yeah, press conference happened. We had a new AW champion, CM Punk. Oh, this had. But at last Sunday, he did just beat John Moxley, main event of Punk champion. And yeah, let's just say, I'm not going to get disrupted by what he said, but he did drop out of F bomb. He did call some of the higher ups AW. And he expressed, I guess, what he, I guess, thought he had expressed back on Monday and Raw on June 2011, but I guess I was wrong too. But yeah. This is probably like CM Punk Pipe Bomb Part 2. <laughs> just not, not on the live show. So, yeah. And just a lot of wrestlers, AW backstage, said that's the wrong way. Specifically, uh, probably my favorite group right now, the elite of Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, Matt, and Nick Jackson. And, oh man, this is really good. It escalated to a brawl or HQ was a part of it. I think some other people probably it too. They got. Either suspended, you know, because that's what happened after. You know, surprisingly, guys, so this is surprising. Yeah, I never thought this happened. That Kenny Ring almost got suspended. CM Punk actually had got injured in the match against Dom Osley. He seriously hit it. That's why he had to make it to World Champion this past uh, when that dynamite. So it was pretty crazy. You know, it's crazy. And now he has been HBO suspended, so a lot of people are caught up about this. Did I think what CM Punk did was right, in my opinion? Hell no, that's stupid. That's fucked up, you know? And I'm, like, very, very um, passionate about that. You know, just because, you know, CM Punk did walk in the AW doors over the Club on the debut episode of AW Rampage on CBS right next. But, like, at the same time, you know, <laughs> if you talk about me want to be part of a wrestling company that is more of a chance for him to be a flamboyant, an asshole, a ring decorative, anything whatsoever. And then you spoke past about that on the episode of AW Rampage last year in 2021 of August. But like at the same time, now is that later? You think because you're on top, I guess, um, I, I guess apparently it's in his mind, I guess it's the right to just say whatever you want. And not getting told for it. But he did. That's, uh, I think Tony Khan did the right thing by stripping, you know, the AW World Championship off him. And sadly, you know, Kenny Ming and the Unbox did defeat. Um, yeah, he did defeat. I lost him to the dog. It's also part of an AW Punk thing, yeah, I forgot. But, you know, oh, Dark Order and Hangman. Which was probably one of the greatest matches of the night, AW All Out. It was a classic event. It was, but now they won the AWC before titles, and now they have to strip it just because it's suspended. But hell, um, let's talk about all up before we even get to the dynamite that happened last Wednesday. Freaking show, I gotta give it up. There's a lot of great matches that night that I were surprised to see for the most part, and that, that turned out really good. You know, I was like, you know, this is really good matches. You know, the real catchy match, like, Definitely took the cake right there, you know, and it was just pretty amazing, you know. 
It really was. And it's like, you know, you watch the other matches. You know, only match that then I thought was maybe good because you know a lot of match, but and it's going to be like some kind of robbery. The whole match was good at first. I applaud everybody else in the match, but the Joker, which had a mask, it had Stokely going the ladder, wearing a mask too, and grabbing the tip as if he wasn't in the special contestant in the match in the first place. So it's like, if that was going on, maybe Joker come out here with me. We know who Joker goes to Chelsea in the, in the main of all our pay-per-views, but like, at first, he's just the man that came to the song, I wear the song, and got the tip from Stokely, and you know, we declared the winner. So, yeah, I didn't like that at all. It was pretty, pretty stupid, you know? So, yeah, but other than that, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all, you know, for the most part. But, you know, you know, we think about, like, everything that's happening, and, you know, for the most part, it's not too bad, you know? So we did have like um, a lot of good matches. We did, you know. I think um, what Pac definitely won all all Atlanta championship against Chris Sabian. Was Chris Sabian, but pretty good. Still got the most part, but not too, you know, bad. So like I guess it was it, <laughs> you know. And we got you know what else happened? Um, we had Jay Cargo, Santino. wasn't really good matches much. Warlow and the. FTR being the most of the machine gun and Jalito, which was okay. It wasn't too bad. You know, I think we're a little bit shorter for that one. I think that kind of ran too long about what, 16 minutes and 30 seconds? Yeah, a little bit too long. That's been I hope for. Powerhouse, the Phoenix Stars, not really much surprise. We expected Powerhouse to just dominate, dominate and then run over, you know, freaking Ricky Stars. You know, Ricky Stars, I believe he's going to get his moments in AW more. Like, you see that rising superstar, but I guess there's no time is now, you know? So it's kind of smart to put Powerhouse, powerhouse House over Ricky Stark in this occasion. And this match, oh, man. I, I didn't think this match would look this tight. You know, two African-American tag teams going at it, you know, former Florida Keith Williams square square stricken. I'm like, <laughs> mumbling my words here. <laughs> Messing up. And they found... The CDD playing anti Bowers and Mascot State. And I got to admit, right now, the reason why I would ask ABW Dynamite every Wednesday or Rampage every Friday is just the CD playing. What more two entertaining figures that rap, dance, and do the word scissor thing, which I kind of still haven't figured out to this day, was really funny as hell. Where can you find more guys like that, more two guys like that, even on the black community, just putting on the show? You know, just to enter someone before they even wrestle. You know, it's pretty amazing. They gave Swerve No Glory a run for their money this past Sunday and, you know, almost became Captain Champions, but, you know, they got too good for them and and them take buttons up still, you know? Well, I think actually this Wednesday night posted the rematch, so hopefully, no, not actually, no, uh, AW Grand Slam, which I think is another week or two, but, yeah. You know, it's going to be a really good match to see that rematch. And they tore out one of the best matches of AEW all out of this year. This level match is pretty interesting. Tony Storm defeated Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Haku Shida. And Tony Storm was first time world champion in AEW, but 
it's interim. It's not the actual champion. That Thunder Rosa. And anything, anybody's ever heard of Thunder Rosa situation about acting her lease? Some people say that she did. Some people say she didn't. Some people say that she didn't. But for the most part, I don't think she was. You know, you guys been really good to her. At least she's still going to remain AW champion until her storm actually gets on one on one. But damn, that was the only thing that happened in that match. Apparently, when Jamie had a chance to become the champion, we're breaking her up with it. And so I think that we're trying to see that Alicia being imposed with it. I think we saw that comments of all time. There's a lot of Jamie Hayter fans, too. I probably can say this about most guys that think that Jamie has one of the sexiest girls ever from memory. My opinion, but, you know. He almost had it, though. I think that's the imposing of them, too. And it sucks, because I actually like seeing them together. Really, really amazing duo. You know, for the most part. And, oh, man. This short match. Christian Cage defeated Jumbo Boy. That's what I said. This match only lasted 20 seconds, but this, you know, the sad part of that match, you know, Jumbo came out, and he got Luke Stokes wrong with him. I feel like Black Jesus is on anybody's side, but Luke Stokes turned on Jungle Boy. This kind of broke my heart. He told him to do the same. You know, it's funny. I'm like, what's going on? Why? You know, the guy that helped him, Jungle Boy, his entire career, turned on him. It's like pretty, you know, it sucks. So there's no more drastic stress. Oh, man. I thought these two would never break up, but they did. And it's, it's kind of sad. I'm kind of mad at AEW for that. You know, I love Jurassic Express. What a part. What a match to get from Dan O'Brien. I mean, sorry, Danny. Brian Danielson. You know, pretty good match back and forth. I think Jericho Ward learned that he brought more of that uh, wrestling strategy that they had when he was in Lionheart back in WCW. And being the Jericho, over being the Jericho, the fourth entertainer. So, it's pretty amazing to see that. Again, and then, you know, I think about Kirk, Jericho defeated Danielson. You know, they got the rematch. This, I think that's the summer Wednesday on Dynamite. So, hopefully, see what happens in that tournament to crowd the new AW World Champion. This is a tough match. This wasn't too bad. Darby Allison and Miro defeated House of Black. And first presence. I really thought the House of Black was going to actually defeat them. But Darby Allison and Miro together is actually a pretty affordable team. I mean, seeing a mural, first of all, that's got to be amazing to see that, you know? So it wasn't too bad, but that's the most part. And then seeing Punk see John Moxley just win the AW World Champion. So, let's get back right The last two of the four events, CM Punk defeated Jamie Adam Page and John Moxley to win the AW Championship on both occasions at double nothing in the All Out. It wasn't only someone of Punk, but when you stand with those two things together, it's um, it seems like Punk is on top of the summer and Pop and CM Punk was on top of the deal in the summer, and CM Punk was on top of the end of the summer. So, <laughs> I did it in that perspective in a way. So, yeah, pretty amazing, though. You know? And I got the world champion. Okay. Shaking my head. All right. Let's finally get to the conference thing and turn it all out. And, you know, how things move off dynamite. Tony Khan made an announcement of they came to both champions, the world champions, and the. AEW Trios World Title, so yeah, pretty crazy. There's now been a tournament to crown the AEW World Champion, and that Jericho and Moss were already a contention winner, so not too bad, I guess. But you know, I kind of do hope Moss will win the just for a specific reason, though. If anybody was watching Dynamite this past Wednesday, they had gotten to see the all-aspiring promo by John Moss. 
actually with the business and that nobody cares to get the F out. Kind of similar with the Raw, to what the Raw did on Raw done too, that heartfelt promos out of nowhere as a turn before eventually done to a thing and just giving us that heartfelt, you know, promo, you know? So I appreciate that. It makes me look at John Moss as one of the most passionate wrestlers of the year. You know, he did a lot of things this year too, you know? He really has. And believe me, this John Moxley, right now, I really think can be the face or is the face of AEW. He really is. There's no denying that. So, pretty amazing, yeah. Oh my god, like, the end of that episode, the Jenny Garcia defeating Willie Yuta match, match of the night, definitely. But to see his team perform and even to um, make it really to submit, even Pedro submitted him to win the ROH Pure Championship. And I know it's not a big championship, but. And it had a lot of great wrestlers that hold the championship over the history of Ring of Honor. And it's pretty amazing that him spending at that moment. It just, everyone was on his own hometown, his backyard, you know, um, Brooklyn, New York, you know. So, yeah, well, we're not Brooklyn. <laughs> Buffalo, New York. So, yeah, it's pretty amazing, you know. And having Dan Brightman congratulate him too. So, sorry. Brian Danielson. Barely here. It's been a while since I've been people. Brian Danielson having him come out and congratulate him for becoming the new RH Pure Championship champion. So it's been pretty cool. It's been pretty amazing for the most part. And I hope we see more moments like that at AW going forward. Yeah, who knows? I think Danny Garcia may be one of the best type of wrestlers over here. <laughs> and not only that, but also, like, this guy is definitely going to base me. You never know. So pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh man, let's talk a little bit about Clash of the Castle soon. Pretty good event. I love it. Can we agree that the match tonight? People might say Jim McIntyre from right they had the Drew McIntyre broken dreams. Seeing him come out again at first, oh man, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. But I think the really the number one match I saw the show that Dave Meltzer finally related five stars. I love Dave Meltzer. That's one of your Famous five time matches that, what, is it 20 years? <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Seamus and Gunther for the Infantil Championship. And it was probably just this final time match on the event like that. You know, I haven't given that prestige. But, damn, those two beat the crap out of each other. Freaking incredible. Like, I, I can't remember a match that was more hard hitting than that. And even though Gunther won the match, but Seamus got the. Ovation and pop that he wanted to get his entire career. So I'm glad he actually got that moment and that fan ovation. You know, because he definitely, definitely, definitely did deserve it. You know, other than that, you know, we had these six months had matches on the show from Jamis PTRL, just the new group name for Bailey Dakota Kai EO Sky going forward now, defeating Hero, Bianca Belair, Oscar, and Lester Bliss, which that's a pretty formidable team as well. So, very same match to kick off the show. We had uh, Liz Morgan surprisingly defeated Tim Basil one on one by pinfall. I never thought I would probably hear myself saying those words, but they did happen. Liz Morgan actually has proven myself to be champion. So let's not get spoiled too much because now she has been challenger. The same girl she defeated at Money to Bank, the Money Chance in the first place, on the Rosie one on one action roll Saturday, October 8th, live from. Um, well, for all the center and Philadelphia, it's going to be such a good event to see here, you know, that they will 
Really shaping up to be a good show so far. Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, other than that, pretty crazy event. You know, Red Ops Long's match is actually pretty decent, too. Sakong is finally getting baby victory for the first time since Hound of Cell 2021. Yeah. I don't think Rob would want to take a year and a half to do this week ever again. <laughs> so, probably last time we'll see that, you know, Things have to win an off match on stage you from here on out. So, yeah, let's hope so. You know, but that main event, surprisingly, Solo Sequoia, the other member of the, of the bloodline, to make the whole bloodline complete, cost McIntyre the match against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns is still, yeah, going to be undisputed Universal Champion. Pretty, pretty crazy here, you know? That was mixed pack many because I actually did not expect to see him there at all. Special sister of a fan from ringside. So, for that matter, it's been pretty cool. You know, to see those rising, rising stars back, you know. And now Terry Claus has fixed his eyes on Nectar. So, if I'm predicting, if I'm better, man, making actually Nectar and Terry Claus extreme rules, that would be pretty cool to see. Some type of specialty match or, you know, whatever they say. But, you get the drill. But make me mess it up. I know what. What definitely wants it, you know? It's, well, I'm going to steal a term. Best for business. You know, for the most part. I think it's a good idea, and people would be hung to pay a lot of money to that match. So, yeah. Something crazy in the Russian world. Hey, guys. Cut my hair. Finally, I have to go on for me. Yeah, I cut it. So, not too bad. Definitely feel a lot better. But, yeah. Guys, I'm going to take some rest and relaxation before work today. But I hope you guys have a good day. And my first episode will come back this Wednesday morning. I'm not going to tell you the time, but when I upload it, I will upload it. It's going to be pretty cool. It's going to be pretty too. So, yeah. But it's going to be good, though, for the most part. It's going to be good. So, if you got to see it, you know? Who knows? I might give you a spoiler. Right now, this Wednesday, we're going to be talking about the extreme history of the most chaotic extreme world pay-per-view matches of all time. This Wednesday, it's going to be really good. You think of these best matches, and you think about it some more, and it's me. You know, maybe it's what matches that you've seen before you want to see again, or never seen before, but I got you interested in watching it on the Peacock. You know, we're going to talk about all that this Wednesday on the phone from Zagana Heart Wrestling, featuring your Thank you, guys. I hope you have a great day. Thank you.